Good afternoon. I'm John Felchicchio, the Acting Deputy Mayor for Planning and Economic Development, and we wanted to welcome you to the Phase 1 uh, Telephone Town Hall. Uh, we are having a little bit of technical difficulty with our call tool, so what we're going to do is we're going to get started with our presentation uh, from DC Health and DDOT, and we'll ask folks uh, if you're uh, watching on our stream uh, on Channel 16 or you're watching uh, on Facebook or uh, Twitter that we actually get uh, questions in uh, by uh, tweeting or posting on Facebook on the Facebook Live and we'll start taking those questions. Uh, but first up, we do have a presentation. Uh, you know that this week uh, the mayor announced that we were going to reimagine public spaces to support restaurants, retail, uh, and recreation during phase one. And we have with us uh, Jeff Marudian, the director of DDOT, and Sean Townsend, the director of the mayor's office of nightlife and culture, uh, to brief us on that. Uh, but then before we get started with that, we wanted to talk about the health guidance uh, for restaurants. Uh, it's listed on our website, uh, which is coronavirus.dc.gov slash phase one. But we have with us from DC Health, Arian uh, Gibson and Preetha Iyengard, uh, who are going to walk through the guidance from DC Health and what you need to know as you reopen. Uh, so I'll uh, kick it over to them and we'll get started there. Thank you. So good afternoon. I'm Arian Gibson, Associate Director of the Office of Food Safety, Community Hygiene, and Radiation within DC Health. So uh, we just want to highlight that um, even though we are reopening the restaurants, this is a reopen light, which means that we want to take the same principles that we've been applying at home and apply it when we go out to these food establishments. So it's, it's because of your hard work, uh, the, the residents and the food establishments in, in the District of Columbia that we are where we're at today. Uh, and we just really, we strongly encourage you guys to continue practicing social distancing, continue uh, separating, continue uh, staying, uh, staying separate and just continue the same practices. As it pertains to dining, uh, there should, there'll be outdoor dining only in phase one tables and patrons should be at least six feet apart. Um, no queuing for, uh, allowed, which means uh, you would have to get a reservation. If you walk up to a food, if they walk up to your food establishment and they want to be seated, it's okay. You still have to take their information so that we have it for contact tracing. But if there are no tables available, they're not allowed to queue. No buffets, salad bars, or communal uh, serving areas and uh, no live music or any activities that would uh, encourage clustering. Cleaning and sanitizing. So uh, I know that being in a food establishment, you already are doing increased cleaning and sanitizing, and some of those principles that you're already required to do will still continue to apply. Uh, food contact surfaces must be cleaned at least every two hours. Um, frequently touched surfaces uh, every four to six hours and between uses. And all table items must either be single use items or either clean and sanitized between uses. So this would include items like uh, condiments, uh, table cloths, things like that. And when you sanitize or use the disinfectant, you're required to use disinfectant that has been approved to fight COVID-19 by CDC. For employee screening, so you are required to screen employees before they come to work. So you would ask them certain questions, such as, uh, have you been in contact with someone that's ill? Are you feeling ill? Have, do you have uh, recent taste loss or recent uh, loss of smell? 
So it's important to screen your employees before, they, uh, before their shift. And I know the big question is, what should I do if employees are positive? So employees are positive, be prepared to close your establishment for 24 to 48 hours. You need to do a, a thorough cleaning and sanitizing of the entire facility. Contact DC Health at food.safety at dc.gov. And the employee that tested positive must be excluded until they're cleared to return by their healthcare provider and by DC Health. If you have uh, employees that were exposed exposed to someone who had COVID-19, um, it's important that they remain quarantined for at least 14 days from the time of exposure. Okay. Great. Next up, we want to have uh, Jeff Marudian uh, walk us through kind of the uh, reimagining of uh, uh, public space for restaurants, retail, and recreation. Thank you, Deputy Mayor. Uh, as uh, Mayor Bowser announced earlier today, uh, we will be reimagining uh, the way that our uh, curbside space, our sidewalks, our roadways look in order to support the needs of our restaurants and businesses. Uh, restaurants that are, are already permitted uh, with sidewalk cafe licenses are able to operate those uh, right away. Uh, we also are expanding our program uh, to include those that uh, don't currently have uh, those permits. Uh, and we will be uh, doing that on a case-by-case, block-by-block basis uh, in order to accommodate uh, the different needs of, of different types of businesses. Retailers may apply for uh, space for curbside pickup uh, as well, and that uh, all of the information that's necessary uh, for, uh, for those applications can be found on coronavirus.dc.gov slash phase one. Uh, we uh, also have uh, available on our website the types of uh, the types of spaces that uh, are possible uh, and uh, what's everything that's necessary in order for you uh, to get uh, the necessary permits. Uh, we, as the mayor said earlier today, are going to do this in an expedited time frame uh, so that we can uh, get everything that you need to you uh, in order to operate uh, effectively. Additionally, uh, we have information available about outdoor dining, uh, what's required uh, in order to safely do this uh, for, uh, for your uh, customers uh, as well as uh, for staff. Uh, it's important to, to remember uh, to always, have, uh, uh, always be wearing a mask, uh, of course not required to do so while eating and drinking. Uh, all diners must be seated. Uh, we're not allowing uh, for standing space uh, at outdoor, uh, in outdoor spaces. No more than six people at a table, and the tables themselves must be six feet apart. Uh, games and other activities uh, that lead to close contact are prohibited. Uh, for a complete list of all the requirements and criteria, please visit coronavirus.dc.gov slash phase one. Thanks, Jeff. <clears throat> so we have been getting some questions uh, online, so you could do that uh, on uh, Twitter or on um, uh, Facebook. Uh, if you're on Twitter, use the hashtag DC Hope, uh, and that'll allow us to track those. Uh, so the first question that we have is about, uh, as for DC Health, is about employees and the use of gloves. Uh, do employees need to wear gloves at all times? So uh, employees do not need to wear gloves at all times. They should be using gloves as appropriate for um, food safety requirements. Um, but they should be, for respect, with respect to coronavirus, they should be wearing a mask at all times. But the gloves, again, are just for 
per food safety requirements. And so, so like a hostess, does the hostess have to wear? No. Even though they're touching the menus and things like that, hostesses would not have to. Could you kind of walk through that a little bit? Um, so a hostess, if a hostess is interacting uh, with, as they interact with each different uh, set of customers that come, they should be performing frequent hand hygiene um, whenever they feel like it is needed. So hand hygiene um, supplies like uh, alcohol-based hand rub should be available um, readily for all staff, um, but that is preferable not wearing gloves. And as, as far as it pertains to food safety, they should be wearing gloves whenever they're handling ready-to-eat food items. And was that the uh, appropriate way to take off a mask? Because <laughs> I know that uh, Dr. Nesbitt likes to tell us not to pull it down, but to pull it over. Is that right? <laughs> and also remove it, remove it completely when you're not using it. Could you go over that <laughs> with folks, too? Yeah, so, um, and I, I was going to say we should probably have alcohol hand rub here when we're removing our masks is the appropriate procedures to use the, the ear loops to put it on behind your ears and perform hand hygiene. And anytime you touch your mask, you should perform hand hygiene, which is again rubbing your hands with alcohol-based alcohol hand rub and then waiting until it dries. Thank you. Uh, the next question is actually related to uh, restaurants with liquor licenses. Uh, Sean, can you walk us through the requirements about reservations? Yes, thank you, uh, Deputy Mayor. So uh, restaurants that currently uh, have an ABRA uh, endorsement for a sidewalk cafe uh, and or a summer garden uh, and has, they have a sidewalk cafe permit uh, from DDOT do not have to, um, do not have to apply uh, through the DDOT, uh, through the registration portal. Uh, however, if you do not have um, you know, currently do not have a sidewalk cafe, then you will be applying through the, uh, the registration portal as well. So we, we want to encourage uh, all businesses that, uh, that currently um, uh, wish to apply or utilize outdoor space to uh, submit that information through the registration portal that can be found at coronavirus.dc.gov forward slash phase one. Great. And then uh uh, question for DDOT about uh, will outdoor space permit fees be waived or reduced as part of this application process? Uh, yes, uh, we will be uh, waiving the fees uh, for, for this purpose uh, during the public health emergency. And then can you clarify, I think this is for Sean, uh, customers uh, just can't be there to drink, that there has to be food service as well. Can you walk us through that? Yes, so the requirement, uh, the ABRA requirement for uh, ABC establishments is that uh, one food item uh, must be ordered at uh, each table. So a party of uh, four or a party of six, uh, which is the, the maximum, uh, will need to order at least one food item uh, from the establishment in order to uh, be served alcoholic beverages. Great. And uh, we are now uh, able to take questions on the phone. So if you have a question, the way that you get in the queue for that is to press zero. Uh, so if you're listening on the phone and you want to ask a question, uh, press zero. If you're watching on channel 16 or on Facebook or uh, Twitter on those streams, uh, use the hashtag DC Hope uh, and we'll get those questions in as well. Uh, so another question about uh, refusing service if someone does not have a mask. Uh, DC Health, do you want to talk through that a little bit? Um, 
I can say that the DC Health recommendation is that all patrons who visit a restaurant should be wearing a mask when they are not eating or drinking. So when they're sitting at their table and eating, um, they, do, they do not need to be wearing a mask. Um, however, if they get up to go to the bathroom, um, they should have their mask on um, and staff should also have their mask on at all times. Thank you. And then uh, what testing is available to employees? Um, I could take a crack at this because I know uh, that we have uh, additional testing uh, that's opening on uh, Monday at uh, F Street between 4th and 5th Streets uh, Northwest. Uh, that testing is actually going to be uh, no uh, reservation, no appointment necessary in order to access the testing. Uh, and also, uh, if someone feels that they need a test, they can get a test. Uh, so that's the way that we're handling uh, the testing uh, for uh, going forward. Uh, and we also will have additional testing resources that will continue to update on coronavirus.dc.gov. Uh, and there's a tab there for testing. Uh, the next question uh, is about, uh, can you walk us through best practices of cleaning materials for outdoor service? Uh, can we use uh, menus twice if we disinfect? Yes. So um, for for cleaning and for cleaning, it should be uh, soap and water. When we're talking about disinfecting and sanitizing, it has to be an approved disinfectant from uh, approved by CDC to uh, to fight coronavirus. And what was the second question? So the second question was, can menus be used again if they're disinfected? Yes, we do recommend single service menus or uh, or maybe putting your menu on, uh, on your website so that the uh, customers can see it from their smart device. Uh, but yes, if you clean and, and disinfect the menu between each use, you can use it again. Okay. I would just say about cleaning products, um, you can find the link on the CDC website, but it's the FDA approved uh, list N as in Nancy. Um, that's the list that has the, um, the ability to fight to kill coronavirus, um, and then also if you are, when you are cleaning menus, when you're using any disinfectant product, make sure you're reading the label because um, you have to allow that disinfectant to sit for a certain amount of time in order for it to be effective. Um, so make sure you're buying the appropriate product and then reading the instructions so you know that the disinfection is effective. And then a question about, um, I think, Sean, if you could help us with this one. Uh, customers uh, who are there uh, to drink alone or to drink, uh, can they just drink? Uh, do they have to order food? They must order food. It's a requirement um, by ABRA that you cannot just go to, to order drinks. You have to, to order at least one food item. Okay. And then a question about, uh, can a restaurant uh, take a customer's uh, temperature in order to keep their employees safe? Um, so taking temperature, so what we are recommending is that um, people are screened, that your staff is screened as they come in, um, and you can implement screening for like a, a, a checklist type of screening. Um, if you want to screen um, fevers by checking a temperature, there is a protocol that needs to be followed that involves someone being trained to check fevers um, and they need the appropriate personal protective equipment and they need to do the appropriate changing of um, gloves and hand hygiene between the screening process. Um, so our, and additionally, when you're looking for coronavirus, um, 
people have a range of symptoms. So just checking a fever in itself is not actually going to be protective. Um, what you need to do is really, what we're trying to do is educate people on what the symptoms might be and make sure that if, uh, as a patron, if you are feeling at all unwell, you should not be visiting an establishment. Um, and as a staff member or an employee, if you're at all feeling unwell, you should not be going to work that day. Okay. And then a question about, um, uh, can you clarify uh, service ending at midnight? Does that mean I have to have everyone out of the establishment at midnight? Yes, that's correct. So the uh, operational hours for, um, for the outdoor dining uh, at this time is uh, 8 a.m. To, to midnight. So all operations, uh, service and sale of alcoholic beverages uh, will, should cease at 12 midnight. And I'm not sure who will take this one, but uh, wants to know how restaurants should manage people, uh, customers, staff walking through restaurants uh, to get to the rooftop or into the uh, garden, summer garden space. Any best practices for that? And then in addition to that, uh, what happens if there's a thunderstorm? Uh, can customers uh, wait inside for safety? So the best practices for if they if they need to go in a restaurant to get to the garden, the rooftop, the restroom, that that is allowed. But there, it should be no lingering, no queuing. They should go. They should have their mask on um, when they go. And as the uh, and the food establishment should also be cleaning and sanitizing uh, uh, con uh, common contact surfaces. So doorknobs, uh, things like that. They should be frequently cleaning and sanitizing those type of surfaces. And how often should they do that for the, uh, like, handrails, I assume, as well, mm -hmm. doorknobs? Um, how often should that cleaning disinfectant happen? So it, it depends on the rate of use and how, how much traffic you get through there. But we're recommending every four to six hours. Okay. I can just add to the, uh, the face mask uh, question. So if you're a, an ABRA licensed establishment, uh, their rulemaking that um, was released uh, earlier today says that patrons uh, must wear a mask when they are waiting uh, in, in line or outside of the establishment uh, prior to going in uh, or prior to being seated. And if you have to use the restroom, uh, you must put your mask on uh, to go inside of the, the establishment to use the restroom, as well as uh, if the seating area is in a summer garden uh, you must use, have your mask on when you enter the, for the establishment until you are seated and eating or drinking. But otherwise, your mask should be worn. Thank you. And just a reminder, I'm happy to keep asking the questions. However, if you want to uh, join us by phone, you could press zero now, and that's how you can ask a question uh, of any of the panelists. Uh, next question is actually for Jeff. Uh, wonderful to hear uh, regarding uh, permit fees, excuse me, uh, being waived. Uh, will this also apply to establishments that already have permits issued, uh, but that may need them to be renewed next month? If I understand the, the question correctly, um, what we are uh, currently, what we're currently looking at is if you have a, uh, an existing permit, you're able to use that existing permit and renew it accordingly. If you are uh, applying for a permit that would, that would uh, be uh, in use throughout the duration of the health, public health emergency, uh, there, there are no fees for that currently. 
um, that being said, we are not, uh, we are not currently, um, uh, there, there shouldn't be any situation in which you are asked to pay a permit fee right now for any of the, the current public space use. And if there, if we likely would handle those on a case-by-case -case basis. Great. And then a question for DC Health. Are restaurants required to use disposable plates, silverware, cups? No, that's a recommendation. But if you don't use uh, disposable, you, that we definitely need to clean and sanitize properly. And um, this question, actually a couple of questions from uh, Kathy Hollinger from the Restaurant Association. Uh, she asked that um, uh, there's a little bit of conflicting messaging about how long an uh, employee must be restricted from coming to work after they've been in contact with someone who is positive, uh, defined with what uh, come in contact with positive means. Uh, and is there a extended period of time? Is it for a full work day? Is it for uh, five minutes, how do you define that? Yeah, so exposure is defined as being in close contact with someone and we define close contact as being within six feet of someone for more than 15 minutes. Um, if that situation occurs um, with someone who is uh, confirmed COVID positive, um, COVID-19 positive, then we would count you as being exposed. Um, if you are exposed, you would need to quarantine um, start for 14 days starting from the time of your exposure. Um, if you do get tested when you are quarantined, um, if, you are, if you are negative, you still have to finish your quarantine, right? Because you can still develop symptoms during that 14-day period. That's why we ask you to quarantine. And this kind of, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say this kind of builds on that because uh, to secondly, DC Health's uh, recommendations say uh, to restrict employees from the food establishment for 14 days, but we understand that some situations are being considered case by case. Uh, will DC Health have guidelines on this to support employers? Uh, yeah, so we're updating our, guide, our guidance documents today, um, but it's anyone in, in any situation, um, anyone who is exposed to, a, uh, to someone with COVID-19 should quarantine for 14 days from the time of their exposure. And then the third question is if uh, an employee tests positive, are there recommendations about if it's necessary to temporarily close the restaurant for cleaning? And then a follow-up on that is should the restaurant remain closed until all employees can be tested? Um, so our recommendation that we're updating on the guidance document since we have gotten this question is if there is a positive case in an employee or in a patron who visits the restaurant, we are asking um, you to close, be prepared to close for 24 to 48 hours um, to clean and sanitize the facility. Um, and then also so that DC Health can perform an investigation to inform next steps. We need to understand when the person was there, who was there, who may have been exposed. And then we can help the, we'll help the, um, we'll provide recommendations for when the restaurant can reopen. Um, I think you had one more. And then the uh, second part of that was, should they remain closed until all employees have been tested? So again, the, the duration of closure will be determined by who was exposed by the event. Um, testing an employee does not indicate whether that person needs to, uh, so sorry, testing an employee can influence the, the duration, um, the outcome in two ways. So if you have someone who is exposed, if they get tested, if they're negative, they have to still quarantine. That's because we know with coronavirus, if someone is exposed, they may develop symptoms anywhere from two to 14 days 
after their exposure. And the test is really looking at something at one point in time. So even if they have a negative test, they have to continue their quarantine. Um, if they test positive, then they will need to isolate. And then um, DC Health will start uh, a new round of contact tracing around the new person who was identified. And then this one, I'm not sure if uh, we can answer. It's can an employer request or require employees to be tested uh, before coming back to work, even if there wasn't a known exposure or the employee doesn't have symptoms? And will an employee be able to get access to a test in that situation? Um, so I think we already talked about uh, um, access to testing, but um, employers uh, can, uh, I think employers can make, the DC Health recommendation is that employers are screening their, um, their employees when they enter the facility to ensure that the workplace is safe, um, not around testing. Okay. Um, and then a question about uh, maximum capacity. Uh, is there uh, a percentage capacity? Is it 50% of the outdoor capacity? Or how am I able to determine that? Right now, um, there is no uh, limit on capacity. However, with that being said, uh, tables and chairs, uh, tables must be um, you know, six feet apart. We need to still be practicing uh, social distance. So if, if you have a, a, a sidewalk cafe or a summer garden or a rooftop uh, for that matter, um, you, still have, you would have to have the tables to, to be six feet apart. And there was a concern about neighbors uh, being uh, uh, affected by sound levels with outdoor seating. Can you clarify, remind us about uh, what type of music, outdoor entertainment is permitted or not? So live entertainment is not permitted uh, during phase one. Um, no DJs, soft ambient music, um, recorded music is allowed. Um, and, and that music should not be uh, it shouldn't be able to be heard in any uh, resident's home. Okay, so we'll go to the uh, phones now, and the first question is from Greg. Uh, Greg, uh, can you hear us? Uh, your line should be open now, Greg. Yes, I can hear. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, I have three questions. Can I ask all three? Let's see how the first one goes. No, of course you can. <laughs> go ahead, Greg. Fair enough. <laughs> First one is, uh, is the mayor's office doing anything to encourage landlords uh, to uh, allow restaurants to use uh, outdoor space that they own that's adjacent to the restaurant? Uh, interesting. Uh, Jeff, how would you talk about sort of private space and public space? Uh, maybe that'll help answer Greg's question. Sure. Uh, we. Uh, we are looking at utilizing uh, public space, and that includes expanding uh, sidewalk capacity, uh, also uh, using uh, existing public roadway uh, space, whether it's in the current parking lane or in a uh, potential vehicle uh, travel lane. Uh, the use of private space is going will, will largely depend on a case-by-case -case basis and, and, uh, in terms of who owns that space and, and who is willing to permit its use. Um, so for uh, the purposes of, of uh, going through the application through, uh, through DDOT's process, we're, we're looking at the use of public space for expansion, and then private space is, is treated separately depending on the type of private space. 
And Greg, I would also say that, um, you know, a lot of what uh, Sean Townsend and his office does is uh, make sure that all stakeholders kind of concerns are heard. Uh, and so I would also uh, uh, volunteer Sean uh, to help, because uh, I think this is something that he's dealt with in the past as well. Sean? I can just piggyback on what Jeff stated. I know that ABRA has a program that they wrote out a couple of weeks ago uh, for pop-up um, operations. So uh, currently, an ABRA licensee uh, who would like to um, you know, add a second location to their operations can utilize uh, a vacant sidewalk cafe uh, space they would just need to register on ABRA's website. Uh, of course, that would also require you to get permission um, from the business or the landlord of that space that you're seeking to occupy. Uh, and it's a simple process, and it's on ABRA's website. Um, so, yeah, that's available now. All right, Greg, your next question. Okay, thank you. Uh, the second question is, uh, if we have a number of patrons uh, in our outdoor space and there's a downpour, can they go inside uh, temporarily until the downpour passes? That's a great question. So, no, the recommendation from DC Health is if, uh, if it starts to rain, then the, uh, the patrons should get their, uh, their meals to go. Um, we do not want to create a situation where we have uh, packed restaurants. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. Um, the last question is uh, for a commercial property owner um, like me uh, who uh, didn't get rent from a restaurant tenant for about a year and a half and got a court order for an eviction and the court order uh, happened months before the emergency started. Um, is the mayor's office willing to consider allowing those kinds of evictions to proceed because it didn't have anything to do with the current emergency? And now we're sitting with a vacant building for, you know, months ahead. So while we have a lot of expertise up on this panel, we, uh, I don't think, have a lawyer here. And I wouldn't want to adjudicate a specific uh, instance of that uh, without... Uh, knowing kind of more of the detail, uh, and I'm not sure even what our role exactly would be, but I uh, will ask that uh, Sean is available if you want to send him some information uh, and he could maybe, maybe get a better understanding of what you're facing. Uh, so we'll next go to our uh, caller on the line, which is Gordon. Uh, Gordon, can you hear us? Uh, Gordon, are you with us? Hi, sorry about that. No problem. My name is uh, Gordon Chaffin. I'm a reporter. My question is about the safety measures that are needed to be taken for public space. Will DDOT require the installation of concrete jersey barriers or similar protection for outdoor dining space, or will you be able to use lighter materials? Thanks for that question, Gordon. Um, it, the, the simple answer is it depends on the type of closure. Uh, that, that we're talking about, um, but it, it will be a, a range of, of materials depending on the, uh, the type of road, the type of closure. Uh, it's our intent to work with applicants, uh, both individual applicants and also uh, business improvement districts and uh, main streets uh, to determine uh, what is most appropriate for those individual circumstances. And then Jeff, actually a follow-up question that we got uh, via social media is, is there uh, any 
uh, streetery, excuse me, new term streetery zones uh, that right. will be set up for food trucks uh, that they're able to access. Deputy Mayor, that is a great question uh, and one that we may need to follow up on um, uh, after this call. So the one thing I would uh, say to that uh, questioner is that what we have done uh, today is we laid out on coronavirus.dc.gov slash phase one, the application process for the use of public space. We're looking for uh, the creative ideas that you may have uh, working with uh, a bid, a main street, uh, or some other community organization in order to uh, propose to us what you think could work. So I think, Jeff, if it's okay with you, I think it would be good to say that if they had a place to do it, sure. if they wanted to apply and show that they had stakeholders engaged and involved in it, that that's something we would look at. Is that fair to say? Yes. I mean, we would we would treat a food truck um, uh, the same as we would now in terms of where it could go on, on, a, on a particular roadway. Um, so, yes, I think that's that's definitely fair to say. Okay. Uh, so we have another caller, uh, Valerie. Valerie, can you hear us? Valerie, your line should be open. Yes, hi. Can, hi, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, great. Um, hi, my name is Valerie Cup. I'm a restaurant owner in DuPont. Um, my question was about inspections of the patio. Um, we actually did get the permit for the outdoor cafe a few months ago, um, but we never had an inspection done. It is... Um, you know, bolted into the ground, so it's a permanent structure. Uh, we had contacted DDOT about coming out for inspection, but um, I know things are not uh, moving as quickly as they normally would. Um, are we okay to operate without the inspection? And then secondly, for those restaurants that don't have the DDOT permit but are putting up something temporarily to take advantage of these new opportunities, uh, should they be uh, expecting an inspection as well? Uh, Valerie, th thanks for that question. I, I would encourage you to to, um, to visit the coronavirus.dc.gov uh, slash phase one website and and um, and fill out the registration form so that we're we're, we're uh, ensuring that we're addressing all of your your questions and concerns. It's our intent uh, to to do this as quickly as possible and to get all of the agencies that have the necessary. Uh, review to, to do so in, in one seamless process. Um, so just to ensure that we've got all of uh, all of those bases covered, uh, I would encourage you to fill out that form and we'll follow up directly with you if there are any uh, any needs uh, that we need to, to see met. And Jeff, for us, if it seemed like Valerie was saying that she had a uh, application that was in pre-pandemic and was just waiting for the inspection, how should she follow up on that too? Got it. If, if you have an application that you are waiting to hear on, we will follow up with you uh, directly and treat it as if you were uh, applying for it during this, uh, during this phase. Okay. Uh, next, we have a question, uh, I think for DC Health, that if a customer is positive and they came to our restaurant, uh, would we get a follow-up call from a contact tracer or DC Health? Uh, is that why we're doing uh, reservations? Uh, what comes after that? Yeah, so if there's a, a customer who is then diagnosed, who we find out um, when we're doing our interviews that uh, visited a restaurant, we will reach out to that restaurant um, and provide guidance on what the, what the next steps are for the restaurant. Okay. And then a question about, um, well, two questions. One, are private restaurants, uh, social clubs, uh, able to apply for this new outdoor space uh, application? Uh, yes, they should go online and, and submit an application. This will, um, just so we're clear, this registration process 
um, will register you for any DDOT um, uh, sidewalk cafe permits that may be needed, and it also registers you for uh, um, you know being able to serve alcohol out, outdoors as well. So it's a two-pronged process uh, all in one place. So uh, yes, for the social club, if they would like to um, you know expand outdoors as long as they're serving food, uh, they should should register. And then uh, who uh, has to have the liability insurance uh, for a streetery application? Uh, so there, on the application itself, there, there is a specific uh, checkbox for insurance, and our uh, Office of Risk Management um, will, will uh, be reviewing those to make sure that every individual business, uh, or in some cases if there are uh, clusters of businesses, uh, that, that uh, in each situation that there is the adequate amount of insurance. Uh, and for those who are listening on the phone, if you have a question, uh, you could press zero now, and that will get you into the queue uh, to ask a question. Uh, we do have uh, Bob. Uh, Bob, can you hear us? Your line should be open. Uh, Bob, can you hear us? Yes, Bob is, Bob, Bob is here. So the question is, um, is there a requirement uh, to use disposable napkins and linen uh, versus actual linens? No, there is no requirement for that. That's, that's a recommendation, but there is no requirement for that. Um, just keep in mind, if you're, not, if you're using reusable, it has to be cleaned and sanitized appropriately. Um, for, and, and, I just want to note, it's important to clean and sanitize. If you do one without the other, it's not effective. So we need to clean and sanitize. And then like tablecloths and linens that are sometimes left on the table, how should those be handled? So if, if we're talking about reusable, it needs, to be, uh, it needs to be removed between each party. Okay. Um, and then an, I think we had this question earlier, but how should an employer handle a customer who refuses to wear a mask? Yeah, so I think the one thing that I would uh, uh, say is that, one, we do think that it's uh, appropriate, and I think there's a graphic uh, on coronavirus.dc.gov that can be posted uh, at the front of the business in order to ensure that people know that they have to wear a mask. Uh, and it is okay for someone to be uh, refused uh, entrance to an establishment without wearing a mask as long as it's not uh, something that they can't do because of uh, ADA issue. So um, that's how we would handle uh, that one and the advice that we give. But that would be listed. Uh, those graphics and such are listed on coronavirus.dc.gov. And I'll look to our folks who are doing the calls to see if there's any other calls. Any other uh, uh, final thoughts, Jeff, uh, Sean? I'd, I'd just like to add on the, uh, the outdoor, outdoor piece. I know there was a question about inclement weather. Um, and umbrellas, uh, awnings, and tents with no walls, uh, with no sides on them, are uh, permissible outside. So, um, and then also we, we do encourage restaurants and operators to uh, continue to have takeout um, uh, equipment or takeout containers readily available in the event that we do uh, have a, a quick storm come, that comes out of nowhere. Just have those things readily available so that patrons could, uh, so you can assist patrons with packing up uh, if they decide, if they choose to leave.
And we have a question on the phone from Heather. Heather, can you hear us? Heather, your line should be open. Yes, I'm here. Great. What's your question? Yes. Thank you for this forum. Uh, so many people are awaiting the partial opening of restaurants. My question addresses uh, public space. In quite a number of sidewalks, it's really difficult for pedestrians, especially ped older pedestrians or people using wheelchairs and walkers to get through. Uh, what are the provisions to uh, allocate appropriately the use of that public space on the sidewalk? I'm thinking in particular, for example, of the three blocks on South 8th Street Southeast, south of Pennsylvania Avenue, where it's incredibly difficult to maneuver along the west side of the sidewalk. So I'm interested whether uh, there is any contemplation of expansion of sidewalk and how you're thinking of um, making sure there's accessibility. That's a really good question, Heather. We'll have Jeff Meridian uh, talk about that a bit. Thanks, Heather. Uh, yes, absolutely. In, in everything that we've talked about today, uh, ADA accessibility and ensuring that there, there are safe and, and uh, legally required sidewalk, uh, sidewalks uh, is our priority. Uh, and we are, as you may know, we have already uh, begun a process uh, over the past several weeks of expanding sidewalk capacity in areas where we know uh, there are essential businesses and, and uh, are likely to have uh, a large volume of pedestrians. We will continue to do that work on top of uh, ensuring the expansion for uh, restaurants and businesses. In, in every case, uh, we will make sure that there is uh, adequate sidewalk, uh, sidewalk room um, for, for pedestrians. And I think that was our final question. Uh, so we want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, sorry for the technical difficulty with the call-in service, uh, but we will uh, continue to uh, post information on coronavirus.dc.gov. Uh, phase one is where all of the, uh, you'll find the mayor's order, uh, DC health uh, guidance, as well as uh, the ABRA rulemaking uh, from this week. It's also where you'll find uh, the uh, application for the use of public space or additional use of private space. Uh, so if you have any questions, you can continue to uh, look to that uh, page uh, and then reach out to the folks here uh, if you uh, can't find that answer. Uh, and I'll make sure that Sean shares his uh, email address uh, with everybody uh, so that they have that uh, as the point of contact uh, so that you don't have to navigate each and every agency. Sean? My email address is uh, Sean, S-H-A-W-N, dot Townsend, T-O-W-N-S-E-N-D, at dc.gov, and I'm scared of what I'm going to see. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there are a lot of uh, questions out there, but I think the one good thing about doing these forums is it gives us an opportunity to update our guidance uh, that we have uh, and make sure that we make it uh, as crisp as possible. Uh, so we appreciate everybody who participated, uh, the questions that were received. Uh, also, just sort of a programming note uh, that on Monday, uh, DC Health is going to do another uh, teletown hall just to focus a little bit more on those questions about how employers and employees uh, will interact and what to do uh, if someone gets infected. Uh, but again, we can't stress enough, 
if you go to coronavirus.dc.gov slash phase one, uh, that's where you'll find the mayor's order, the DC health guidance and the ABRA rulemaking in order to make uh, all the decisions that you have to make as we uh, enter into phase one here. So thank you everybody for joining us and please continue to be safe.